Hey, it's Alvin from Priceline Pharmacy. We're Brunswick for the Ask Alvin Show. We're up to episode number six. Can't believe it. Thank you for all your support. Um, before we start, just want to make sure that you subscribe to our channel, like the videos, and uh, make sure you leave us any comments below, any suggestions on what you want done, uh, and whatever you want me to cover. Maybe you want, um, want me to do this show at a different time. We've been mixing it up, trying different things, different days. Um, but, so yeah, if you have any suggestions for us, we would really, really appreciate it. So, um, for those who haven't come on the show before, this is just a, a quick Q&A session where I answer any common questions that you may have um, about pharmacy related thing matters and, and things. Um, so if you, we're going live, so if you're coming on live, you can ask me a question It'll in the comment section and I'll do my best to answer them for you. Just with everything that we cover here today, remember this is general advice. Um, you should always seek uh, professional medical advice with reference to your particular condition and your symptoms. Um, and with any medicines that I talk about, you should always use as directed and consult your healthcare professional if uh, your symptoms persist. So we've got some great questions as always today. So the first question that we have is from Jeff. Uh, Jeff wants to know how to uh, clean his space up. So just a little bit of a background um, for those uh, who may be unfamiliar with what a spacer is. A spacer is one of these devices that we use that uh, asthmatics, some asthmatics use to help deliver their um, inhaler. So um, they're either ventolin spray or serotide spray. Um, and that's what it looks like and we you always recommend that you use a um, we always recommend that you use a spacer because it delivers more of the medication into your lungs and it just works a million times better um, so maybe perhaps one time I can go through with you guys if someone has a question on how this all works but particularly for Jeff he wants to know how do I clean the spacer so spacers uh, being plastic they can get a little bit grotty over time um, so yeah, really important that you keep it clean. So the best way that we recommend that you do it is you rinse your spacer in hot soapy water um, and you just uh, rinse it out with hot soapy water, rinse it out with some more warm water afterwards and you let it drip dry. Um, we don't recommend that you rub it uh, dry or you know like you normally would any other dishes that you uh, that you um, wash because by rubbing it it creates a static charge and when you go around to start using your inhaler it uh, through this device it'll stick to the sides of the spacer so that's why we recommend that you just rinse it in warm water and then you let it drip dry on your dish rack or whatever until it's dry and then it's good to go so hopefully Jeff that answers your question about how to clean a spacer. Um, Jonathan asked for the second question, uh, any tips you got to help me treat uh, my diabetes? So really, again, Jonathan can't really go into much, much depth of detail here for you, but I think I'll be safe because you know all this legal stuff, but best thing would be I'll be giving you some general advice and the first thing is to look at your diet because uh, if you've got type 2 diabetes, diet plays a really, really big important uh, uh, component of managing that and the first things I would start with would be to look at uh, your carbohydrate consumption, your refined carbohydrate consumption and also your sugar con consumption. Um, so 
that's what I would be looking at um, to help you manage your diabetes. You can use um, a couple of over-the-counter things, but I'm sort of reluctant to mention those because I don't know your specific conditions there, Jonathan. But um, uh, Oh, and I forgot about exercise, of course. So those, those two things there. So diet, exercise, uh, the two main things. And in a high majority of our patients and clients, we can get the diabetes under control if we get onto it early. So some of the stuff that you might want to avoid when we say carbohydrates, stuff like pastas, um, noodles and bread, uh, some of the main culprits, there are certainly different types of um, uh, breads and pastas and noodles. If you do enjoy those kind of foods, which who doesn't, you can get some great alternatives. Um, in terms of sugars, you want to stay away from the refined sugars uh, as well because that will just send your, um, send your blood sugar levels through the roof. Um, so Jonathan, hopefully you got some value out of there. Of course, please come in and see us. We can just give you so much better advice if you uh, come in and speak to one of our wellness consultants or pharmacists. And once we know a little bit more in depth about your condition, we can help you come up with a, with a treatment plan. And there are certainly some over-the-counter and natural items or medications that we can use as well. Or if you just need to get your blood sugar tested, we can do that as well. Um, cool, hope that answers your question there, Jonathan. Uh, Nick asks, how do I treat warts? Well, there are different types of treatments for warts. Great question, Nick. Um, so what we have for warts, there are two different types of treatments. Um, probably should take a step back and, and talk about warts. So warts are uh, a viral infection that uh, we all have, uh, or the virus lives in our skin, and usually um, when the warts come out to play, when there's a constant pressure being applied, or um, you know when they've been irritated, when the skin has been irritated in some prolonged way, and the warts uh, the warts come out. So the best way there's two methodologies of treating it. One you probably see in the pharmacy, there is a, a wart paint and a, a wart freezing off uh, product kind of option. Um, as I said, Nicholas, you need to we need to make sure that uh, those treatment options are appropriate. They're not really appropriate for diabetics. Um, because they tend to eat away at the skin and once they eat away at the skin you risk the chance of having an infection and you get a whole other set of dramas from there. So uh, Nicholas, would I be re so there's two different, to answer your question, two different types. There is the liquid, um, which liquid and ointment, which contains ingredients like salicylic acid and podophyllin. Um, which you can put uh, onto your skin. Um, and it's really important that you surround the wart with some Vaseline or something like that, like the Vaseline Old School Ointment, that stops the, um, stops the wart treatment from running onto the good skin. And usually you need to apply that on twice a day for a couple of weeks or so. The other option that's really popular is, and that's the most more convenient option, is using the, uh, the wart uh, like a freezing type option which you can get in a canister nowadays and um, that basically you just put it directly onto the wart and that sort of kills the wart and the surrounding skin underneath it and ensures um, and the, basically it kind of like freezes it off and then it uh, and the wart drops off over the next seven to ten days so um, that's how we treat warts Nicholas the, those two different types of things you can use products you can use but Please come in and see us because you need to. We need to make sure that um, that you can take them. Uh, Tony, Tony asks, um, how do we treat bee stings? Okay, so uh, Tony, um, the, the most common way that we treat bee stings, if you come into the bee stings, sorry, if you come into the pharmacy, is 
we'll obviously assess you and just make sure that nothing else is um, nothing else is swollen. Or typically with a bee, some people are highly allergic, and then you, you know you get swelling of the um, uh, swelling of your throat if the breathing goes, and we'd be calling triple zero or getting you to a hospital or a doctor straight away. But a simple bee sting where you've just got some inflammation or swelling where you've been bitten and some red blotchy spots uh, and it's super, super itchy. Um, our treatment protocol is to use an antihistamine. So yes, the same antihistamine that you use with uh, hay fever. Uh, they can also be used for an allergic response. Very, very um, effective. We can give you a non-drowsy one, uh, which will start to work within an hour or so. So you will need to use an antihistamine for the next few days. The other option, sorry, and along with the antihistamine, we use a, a low-dose cortisone-based cream to apply directly onto the um, bites because that reduces the redness, the itchiness, um, and settles down any swelling uh, as well. And that works really well um, for settling the, settling the redness down. So sometimes some people get multiple bites and if it's a larger area, uh, we'd probably recommend you go to a doctor, but obviously uh, we'll assess these things uh, when you come in. So Tony, hopefully that answers your question on how we treat these things. Um, cool, four questions, guys. Uh, remember, disclaimer again, this is just general medical advice. Please contact your healthcare professional um, to get a treatment plan that's pertinent to you. And also anything I mentioned about medication, please always read the read the label and use only as directed come in and see us so we can go through how we can help you with your individual um, health condition so please make sure that you subscribe to this video share this video get the word out there uh, if you find value in what we're doing if you have a question for next week please make sure you put them in the comments below if you have any suggestions on how we should do this put them in the comments below do you want me to do this in the shop or rather than in a consult room uh, any suggestions are always appreciated. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in and we will see you and speak to you next week. Thank you.